Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thanks for listening. My guest today is Murray Valeriano. This is our first simulcast uh, for the Travel Tales Podcast. This episode also aired on Murray's Road Stories Podcast, which is a great podcast. If you can ever, uh, if you're in the market for new podcasts, he's been around for a while as well. He's part of the All Things Comedy Network, a little similar to the Travel Tales, and except it's uh, mainly just comedians uh, coming in and talking about stories that have happened to them while doing comedy on the road. So this was, uh, it kind of crossed over into both. Uh, Murray's a comedian, and I've uh, known him for a long time. He actually did one of our very first episodes way back in 2011. We talked about surfing there a lot. So uh, he's been performing for the troops lately. So we talk about his trips to the Middle East, which uh, are road stories for comedy as well. So we simulcast both. He played this episode on his uh, recent Road Stories podcast, and now it's on Travel Tales. So there you go. If you're looking for new podcasts, check out Road Stories on iTunes and everywhere else you find podcasts. Before we get to Murray, let's talk about the website. It's TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go there, check out the website, check out the photos of our guests, check out links to all their social media and our media as well. I'm talking about Instagram, we're Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter, and our Facebook page, and Stitcher Radio, and iTunes. And if you go to iTunes, as always, please give us a good rating. I'd appreciate that. That boosts our presence, which helps more people find the show, and that's always a cool thing. This is actually my second attempt to record this right now, and the leaf blower guy just showed up. So if you hear a little something in the background, that's what it is. The guy with the leaf blower showed up with perfect timing. And since I rambled on the last time I recorded this intro and don't feel like doing it again after my computer crash and I lost the info, I'm going to keep this brief. So enjoy this episode of Travel Tales and also check out Murray's podcast, Road Stories. Hey, Murray, thank you for doing this. It's been a few years since you've been on Travel Tales, and in that time, I think I've done 50 episodes of your podcast. <laughs> uh, by the way, I need you to come on next week <laughs> and do another one. Why not? You're a good, uh, you're a good guest. You're a good interviewer. Well, you. you're, you're somewhat charming and funny. Somewhat. Somewhat. Thank, I appreciate it. Um, you are stuck on cruise ships, so I always love hearing about that. <laughs> by the you... way, mine is the Road Stories podcast. You the can Road subscribe podcast, for free on, uh, on iTunes or go to roadstories.tv or are you still part of the All Things Comedy Network? I am part of the All Things Comedy Network, an excellent network. I, I avoided networks for a very long time. Um, and they avoided you. <laughs> one of them, <laughs> one of them, oh, like I was going to go with one, and I won't say which one it was, but of the nerds out there, it's the nerdist. <laughs> uh, but they owned like. They owned it or something like that. Ridiculous. They owned like, yours. They owned. Oh, that's the deal you said. Yeah, okay. yeah. It used to be. I don't know if it's that way anymore. And uh, whatever. Hardwick has millions of dollars. He doesn't yeah. need the forty-eight. Cents, He's fine. The forty-eight cents I generate on my podcast. <laughs> right. He's fine. <laughs> we love Chris Hardwick. He's a good friend of both of ours. I'm just giving him shit. Um, I know we were. At, uh, you've been traveling a bunch lately. But mm -hmm. you just. Uh, you were just in the Middle East. Yeah, I was in the Middle East over the summer. And you were supposed to go to Italy, and that got. Uh, Canned. That got canceled. That got canceled. I, I, I was in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. We're 100 miles off the coast of Hawaii. and uh, These are all military. These are all military doors. I've been doing some gigs for the military. And let me tell you, when you're looking at flying to Italy from Hawaii and they say, nope, they're canceling it, you're like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> that a, is a long a flight. Hell of a flight. Really, let me see. It was six hours from Hawaii to LAX. And, and then commercial flights? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, not like military aircraft. No, no. I did. I did uh, an aircraft, a couple aircraft carriers, and I, t I had to take military uh, airplanes and helicopters over to the ships. So the island you were on off of Hawaii, what was the name of it? Oahu. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the island of yeah, Hawaii. Yeah. By the way, I am an avid surfer. Yeah. I go to the Oahu is Mecca of surfing. And you didn't get a chance to Didn't surf. even touch the water. Didn't even touch the water. You As didn't a go to the north. Uh, didn't get it to the north shore. North shore. But they did have a, uh, the helicopter who picked us up, the military helicopter. Oh, cool. Was like, hey, you know, we're one of you's a surfer, so we don't have to land until 1030. So we're just going to fly over the North Shore. This is very apocalypse now. Yeah, very, very much. Charlie don't surf. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> not yet, still. He's still <laughs> he not might, surfing. Maybe a little He's bit. still not surfing. He windsurfs, right. which is, uh, <laughs> you know. But anyway, the other helicopter uh, broke down, and so we were stuck on the pad for an hour, so I didn't get to fly over the North Shore. Ah. So it, ev- it evades me once again. Evades? Is that the right word? If, yeah. Yeah, it evades me once again. The Have North you Shore. surfed Hawaii? I surfed Hawaii, yeah. I've never been to... That was the first time I've been to Oahu. I usually go to Kauai. Oh, okay. So you haven't been... Uh, you haven't seen the Bonsai Pipeline? No, I have not Jaws. seen the Bonsai Pipeline or Jaws. Jaws is like third reef out. You can't see it from the land. Could you... You're a good surfer, but could you do that? Or is that... That scares the hell out of what, me. What, Jaws? Yeah. Or Piahi or like What's Mavericks? the biggest wave you've surfed? I want to say a 15-foot face. Wow. Yeah. Um... And those big wave contests don't start until 30 feet, I think. I think 30 feet, I think, is Mavericks. Yeah. Everybody always asks if I could surf Mavericks, or, and I always say this I could surf the wave. I couldn't survive the fall. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, people literally, I have a buddy who's training. He's literally training for two years to surf Mavericks. That's up in Northern California. Yeah, that's Northern California. That's um, Half Moon Bay. And it's the same thing in, in, with Jaws or Piahi. Um, you just you're held under for two minutes. You, two minutes, yeah. And it's all it's, all the time, don't they? Mm, not as much, not as much as you'd think. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> because the people doing it are actually uh, they, they've trained for, they trained yeah. for two years. Yeah. Me, I, I get in a ten foot swell and I start panicking. <laughs> I don't know. If that, <laughs> but uh, I've been listen. I've been held under a while, and it's there's no more feeling of helplessness than being held under by the ocean yeah that happened to me when i was learning in costa rica mm-hmm. and uh and i was always been a good swimmer and i was a lifeguard and all that other stuff and the, there was that one and it probably held me down for just like you know five you know a few seconds sure but when you don't you know you think you're about to come up you're you know you're out of air and you still can't get up oh yeah and then panic sets in. Yeah. That was like, that was enough to scare me straight. The, the, the panic is what kills you. It was the panic. It's it was the, just like, oh, you know, that split second. I was like, I'm not going to get up. Yeah. I've read many interviews with like Ken uh, uh, Bradshaw, I think is his name, and, and he, uh, big wave surfers. And they're just like, you're mostly mentally training to not panic. Because once you panic, it's your over. heartbeat. You got to keep it. You start doing stupid stuff. You right. spend your energy. You, you know, and it's always, and it's and it's so weird because let's say you you're used to holding your breath for 15 seconds. At 16 seconds, it's like shit. Right, 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 <laughs> Just right. that one extra, one extra uh, out of your comfort zone. Mm. You, you can go south really quickly. God. So okay, you fly into Hawaii. Mm-hmm. How many other comics were there? Just one comic. Just one other guy. Yeah, we did a two man show. Who was it? Who was uh, Gary Brightwell. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know okay. if you know Gary. Sure. He's a good guy. He's done a lot of those military things. We flew into Hawaii. We flew into Pearl Harbor Hickman. Okay. Hickman, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor Hickman. I still haven't been to that memorial. Oh. I haven't seen it. I did. I went to pass that memorial. Did it live in infamy that day? Uh, <laughs> I When we sailed into... All right, we flew out to the aircraft carrier, the USS John C. Stennis, mm-hmm. not the professional wrestler. Uh, <laughs> John Cena, yeah, John Cena. That's, that's I got to confuse. Really, after the wrestler, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we flew out there. Did when we sailed in, we sailed in on the carrier into Pearl Harbor for the 75th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Oh wow! And all the sailors got in their dress whites, lined the decks, the the, the flight deck, the vulture walk, the whole nine yards. They blared the national anthem over the speakers and sailed by the USS Arizona, saluting. Oh wow! If you don't cry That's <laughs> or cool. get choked up in that, man, you have That's no soul. I'm dying to know what what the inside of an aircraft carrier looks like. Oh, I man. Mean, they're just like cities, right? They're just massive. They're huge. For, uh, the one I was on over the summer was 27 stories. 27. 27 stories. And it's, they're all, it's all compartments. Yeah. So every four steps, you have to step through a, like an oval doorway. 
so you have to step and duck Oof. like every four steps. And there's I don't understand how how they get around because I'm just lost because every compartment looks exactly like every compartment. Right. And it's like, you know, I think the number is like level one compartment. 47a you know like i don't even know how the numbers go and it was just i felt like a kid <laughs> like <laughs> holding up my key can you tell me where to go to sleep <laughs> this is so how many people are on these things uh that one how many thousand that was 3500 wow. but they weren't fully decked they weren't deployed so yeah. there there's much more when they're fully deployed 3500 people cost it's insane amount of money Oh man, just billions, I, billions. Oh, easy. Um, and then watching the the memorials because there's a memorial for every ship that was hit in in Pearl Harbor. You're just like, man, they decimated our navy. Yeah, <laughs> like they they took they down chose the right target. Yeah, I mean everything was in. There was there was about I want to say I'm, I'm guessing here. Forgive me, historians. Six ships hit. You know, one the Oklahoma capsized. Uh, Arizona's down. You can still see the Arizona, yeah. by the way. It's still under there. That's what there. they built the memorial. Yeah, over. they built the memorial. It's leaking over. oil still. It's still leaking oil. Um, they also have the USS Missouri, I believe it is, where they signed the treaty mm-hmm. with Japan. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, You can take a tour of that, which was I didn't. I just sailed by it. I didn't take any tours. Um, so what was the room like that you did the show in? Was it like it a was hall? A, no, no. It was a hangar. It was oh, a hangar. hangar. Okay. It was a hangar. And so you didn't do the show on the aircraft carrier. No, oh, no, the hangar on the aircraft carrier. Oh, there's a hangar. The there's a hangar on the aircraft carrier. No, it's under the it's under the flight deck. Oh wow! So they have all ele- of these massive elevators that carry the planes down, uh-huh. and they roll them into the hangar. Oh sure. Okay. And either store them there or fix them if they have any problems. So they set up a stage and uh, a speaker system, which was really actually a really good speaker system. I'm oh, surprised great. usually. You know, usually you get thrown up in a mess hall or something right. and interrupt people's lunch. <laughs> well, how much time did you do? Half hour. Me and Gary did a half hour each. So and we big did a crowd, show. good turnout. Oh, big turnout. Yeah, yeah. Really big turnout. Um, the hangar is sectioned in, I don't know, probably football fields. So the aircraft carries about four football fields long. Mm-hmm. So our show was in one football field, I guess. Wow. And then the football field over there. They were playing touch football. <laughs> <laughs> Apropos. Uh, hey, there's a comedy show over here. Nope. nope. They want to play touch football. Go, so I, go long. I, t- I tried to get one of the, I tried to get the quarter. I guess I had to call it. I mean, come I on, know. really? They're over there. Ch- I'm like, I, just, I had to mention it. So I, the mic. I'm open. <laughs> I, did, I tried to get him to throw it and he flipped me off. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, is good. No, but I can't catch a ball anyway. Those are our so. brave men. Out there. <laughs> What's so... Uh, so what was the tour supposed to be like? You were supposed to go just one show in Hawaii and then on to Italy? Yeah, well, it, it depends. I mean, the we did one show, but it, it could have been two shows. It could have been three shows. This was thrown. I don't know why it was put together so uh, quick, and but we didn't know what was going Like Gary and I, first of all, it's usually four comics yeah. going, and it was just two. And then we thought, oh, maybe we were part of a Christmas show. Uh, my friend Gary had done one similar where he was with two comics and Dishwalla, that band Dishwalla. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So Counting Blue Cars, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So we thought maybe it was that. And um, no, it was just two two comics. And then the last aircraft carrier I did, we did a night show. And then we did a morning show at 9 a.m. for the crew. The morning who, show? For the crew who worked zoo, all night. Baby. The morning zoo, baby. For the crew who worked all night, who <laughs> felt like. Murray and Gary in the morning. They just wanted to go to bed, man. That yes. was that was a rough show. Bothering people at breakfast for uh, they they ask us to do it, we do it, and they, I was just like, I apologize. I'm like, I know you guys want to be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do, it. but we did that. We did a tight. It was four of us. Were these for people that work like a 24 hour shift? So they're doing the night shift, or they're coming off that. So these guys are just, you know, they're they're ready for bed. They just want to go sleep <laughs> all day, and you know. I make a stupid penis joke for him before they go to bed. <laughs> have you ever gotten bad feedback from the military? I have not. I have not. Have I do you gotten no- good feedback? <laughs> I have not. Okay. <laughs> no, we actually got really good. Uh, we got picked up in port by, I th- they're called the WMR, I think is the company. Something something in recreation. Okay. They, they kind of book, it's, they, they book the entertainment and the, they're called the, the guy who runs, it's called the fun boss on the ship. <laughs> okay. And then, yeah. so... The fun boss, uh, like as soon as we landed, he picked us up. He's like, 
I heard you guys were great. You did these jokes about tattoos and they loved it and all that stuff. So we're very excited that they, they enjoyed it. It's bizarre. Every time I, I go through an airport and I see the soldiers going through like the, and they're kids, they're like 18. Oh. They're just, they're, they are kids. Yeah. It's amazing watching them. I did. I did Forget. a, I did a show for the ceremonial guard. Mm-hmm. Which is or the guys training to be the ceremonial guard, and those are the the like playing over the caskets. And, yeah, they they, yeah. They, they they guard the tomb of the unknown soldier. They do the presidential funerals, and these guys are are eighteen, nineteen, twenty, plucked out of boot camp and trained to remain emotionless and expressionless. Oh, the perfect audience, <laughs> perfect for comedy. Time. So it was <laughs> that was rough. I mean, at one point, one point twenty guys were marched in. And told to sit down and watch the show. And as soon as the show was... Laugh. (laughs) Those are odors. Laugh. (laughs) And as soon as the show was over, they were up and marched out. Oh, God. So that was a a rough one. (laughs) (laughs) What was the Middle East tour you did? The Middle East, I did um, Djibouti, North Mm -hmm. Africa. Capital of Djibouti. Is it? Is Djibouti. Is Djibouti? Mm -hmm. The capital of Djibouti is Djibouti. Djibouti, Djibouti. Djibouti, Djibouti. Djibouti. Like New York, New York. Ah, uh, the country's so nice they named it twice. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, Djibouti and Bahrain and another carrier uh, in the Persian Gulf or the Arabian Gulf, as I learned it is called. Well, aren't there, aren't there, uh, is that the same Gulf? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know either. Persian Gulf is something we said uh, during the war. Yeah, apparently it changed during storm. The, yeah, apparently it changed during the war, and they call it the Arabian Gulf <laughs> or Persian Gulf. I don't know. I could have. You don't want to give the Iranians any uh, yeah credit. Yeah, yeah. The uh, well, Persians old school. Oh yeah, Back yeah. BC. Yeah. Oh, totally. We use the BC terms. I know. I like I how think... the Iranians in Beverly Hills they, all, they call themselves Persians. Right. right. You, know, <laughs> you don't want to say Iranians in America. Well, I'm Byzantine. <laughs> <laughs> Did. Uh, were those better shows or the? the uh, well, first of, of all, that show was not that our show was great in Hawaii. Let's not mm-hmm. let's not derail not that. From what I've heard from uh, the military. Oh briefings. well, you didn't talk to the fun boss. <laughs> <laughs> fun boss quoted my tattoo joke. That um, should be that should be your new uh, nickname. Fun boss. Fun boss. Murray Fun Boss Valeriano. <laughs> uh, I need a hook. Uh, <laughs> that, that we did a bun- I did a bunch of shows and they were great to awful. In, yeah. in that on that tour, and that was a long tour, man. That was thirty hours to get there, Ooh. I think, because you know you got a booker who's booking this, and you know you're a comic. Uh, they don't if they can save five dollars, you're getting a nine hour layover oh, in sure. some in Were you some like in airport or something. <laughs> uh, we came back at Frankfurt. We did a we did a five hour layover in London. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and I was like, oh, man, we got five hours. When we get to London, let's go out and have lunch. There's no way. You know, like, he throws a zoo. Going to bed. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> crawl up in a corner and sleep. Just getting out of Heathrow oh. is, is a nightmare. I mean, yeah, and it's gotten bigger since the last time yeah, I was there. it's man. massive. And, oh, then, so and the security lines are ridiculous yeah. always. So we're like, nope. I've well, never been through Heathrow when it wasn't a, a just a madhouse. Oh, yeah. And now they have uh, – you can rent hotel rooms. In the in the airport. in the airport, yeah, and it's like sixty bucks for three hours or whatever. Oh, just take a quick nap and take a nap. It's great. Do a little, you know, little banging. What? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> three hours, you know. Okay. <laughs> it's plenty of time. All right. I don't. I'm traveling with two other dudes. I don't know what you. I don't get in your business. All right. Well, apparently you're just getting in my business right there, <laughs> and now I'm uncomfortable. Uh, so that was that was a layover there, and then we had to when I flew to Ethiopia. And then there was a layover there, and then I flew oh, to Qatar, God. and then I flew to Djibouti. Oh, By the way, God. Ethiopian Airlines, the worst airlines I've ever been on. I've, I flew them, and it was great. Really? Yeah. No. But I had a brand new plane. I was flying it from... Uh, Are you uh, sure you weren't on Qatar? Because Qatar was no, great. No, Ethiopian really? Airlines is on my way back from uh, after the Kilimanjaro climbs. So right, right. From Zanzibar to uh, the capital of Ethiopia. Uh-huh. Ethiopia, Ethiopia? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know the name of it. It's escaping me now. Okay. And uh, yeah, I got an, it was like a brand new plane, but I was flying business class. Oh, okay. So it was nice. I was and I had the choice of either like a Western meal or an Ethiopian oh, meal. Oh, I got the Ethiopian meal. Yeah, it yeah. was great. Yeah, I mean, plus I'm like, a vegetarian, so there, it's all, yeah. But uh, yeah, I flew across and it was it was fine, but again, it was a it was a new plane. Okay, it was, it was I'm nice. pretty sure it was Ethiopian Airlines. I I could be getting my airline. I remember There's, Qatar Airlines was great. Yeah, 
But I mean, Etihad is another one. And what was it? Etihad. No, I didn't fly that. Okay. No, I'm, 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 if I had to put $100, I say it's Ethiopia. First of all, boarding at 1130. At night. Yeah. Taking off at 1215. Mm-hmm. We didn't take off till 1, 110. And that was, that's the MO. Like people were moseying in at like 1245. <laughs> like not rushed to get to their, like when right. I got in, I'm like, wow, the plane's empty. This is great. <laughs> and then it just slowly packed in. No, and right. then trash in the, in the aisles. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, I mean, it was, it was bad. Murray in first class, we didn't have those problems. Oh, I'm sorry. There. You got bumped up to first class from business class when you told me the story 30 yeah. seconds ago. <laughs> I think it was a two class plane. And I also, th- I think I remember this distinctly because I was the only person up there. Oh, I was really? Flying on miles. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, it was me and one other guy, and the rest of it empty. Yeah, up there, and nice. that which you don't see in America. Right? You know, they fill every seat with oh, absolutely flyers or whatever. You know, absolutely. Somebody's getting upgraded there. Nope, we'll just keep it empty. <laughs> I don't know what went on behind me, but up there it was nice. And then I had to, at a certain point, people were uh, praying to Mecca. So if you had to go to the bathroom, you had to step over a bunch of people. Really? Mm-hmm. They were praying in the in the aisles. Yeah, yeah. Did they put that the was call pretty cool? That was the, pretty cool to see. Yeah, they put the call over the speakers, like the oh, no. call to prayer, like <laughs> whatever that. I think that was it. I think that was it. Yeah. No, there was no. I don't think there was a call, but they they definitely knew. Yeah, they're they definitely knew. they're in the bulkhead and and all that. Hey, man. I know it's there, but does God give a shit that you? <laughs> well, praying that's a, in the aisle. That's a different podcast, airplane. isn't it? <laughs> I know. I get what you're doing, but uh, I don't get what you're doing. Yeah, I think you can wait. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so you get there after this horrendous flight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Do you give you any time? Do you get any time to like walk around town and see the town? Or uh, <laughs> really? Did we want to go out and walk out and see Djibouti? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I Let's put it this way. Out, right outside the front gate of Liminaire base in Djibouti is a working gallows pole mm. where they hang people regularly. <laughs> so now that'd be interesting to see. Oh, no, so there horrible. was not, I was not allowed off base. <laughs> oh yeah. Did they tell you like, don't, well, there. First of all, I couldn't get off base. I yeah, mean, yeah. the security alone was ridiculous. No, this is a this is a huge base. They had just sunk five hundred million dollars into it, mm-hmm. so we're not going anywhere. We're in we're in Shibuti for a long time, and it's a joint. So, Air Force, uh, Army, Navy, Marines, the CIA. We don't leave any country. I know. I know. We have bases in like a hundred countries. Or I know. I know. Somebody, it's ridiculous. I know. It's like oh, and got an empire to support, my friend. I know, and people don't understand, like, I mean, not to get political or anything, with Trump saying, oh, we're going to make these, we're not going to, we're not going to police these countries unless they step, well, yeah, we are, because we're in their countries, and that's part of the deal. Yeah. We pay them rent, and we also give police. <laughs> that's that's how we have bases everywhere, and we remain a world empire. So, yeah. anyway, I don't want to get political. But, uh, so this was huge. They had sunk, my buddy who was there, like, six years ago was sleeping in tents, I had a I had a barracks which was good and they're also now uh, the military is sleeping in you ever see those cargo uh, big cargo boxes on trains yeah they're, they 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 use those they've converted those into, they've converted those yeah. into apartments shipping containers shipping containers and they they sleep two to a, a shipping mm-hmm. container so they they live in those now over there what was the temperature one hundred and thirty oh my god <laughs> it was just you once you. Once you just realize that everybody has crack sweat, <laughs> like you're just comfortable with it. You're yeah, just, you you're just gonna, vanity out the window. Yeah, vanity out. Hot. You're just going to be drenched. There's a, they gave me a, a water bottle and they have refilling stations every hundred yards or so. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's all they did was just drink. Are you drinking? Drink. Are you drinking? Drink, 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 drink. 130 degrees. So it was just 140 on the aircraft carrier. We'll get to that later. Oh my God. Yeah. We can get to it now. <laughs> 140 <laughs> degrees? Yeah. Oh, it was, oh, it was rough. There's a picture of me. On Below s- deck, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. This was in the hangar again. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was it – just, you just walk on stage drenched. Like, you can't even – it looks like flop sweat, but you're having a good set. Right, <laughs> you know? right. It's just – You pass just out drenched. with that. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. So you just drink wa- – I mean, I had a towel on stage, three bottles of water, and I was only doing 20 minutes on that one. <laughs> Ooh, that was rough. So but then you take your shirt off. Do you just take your shirt off? Yeah, I pull kind of hay style. I pull a Burt Kreischer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that oh. that one uh, 
Liminaire, Liminaire, I believe is the base in uh, Djibouti, was cool because we, we did a, they had a rec room, a huge rec room with a stage because people lived there for, you know, so that was an actual show. Mm-hmm. So that was good. That was fun. Um, but, uh, oh, then we went to, uh, you know, we went to the, the Q, this is my, the, the QRF, the quick response force. They are off in a corner of the base and you're, there's signs as you drive closer. If you pass this point without authorization, you will be shot. Kind of, this kind of thing. So I'm like, mm-hmm. we have authorization, don't we? As we're pulling in the van. Where's the fun boss? <laughs> and they're the guys who are on, they're on call 24 seven. And they're, something they're, happens in town. Something happens in they're town. They're the first out of the gate. They're the first out of the gate. If something happens on the base, they're the first there. They're, yeah. And they're Marines and they're all like 20 and they're all ripped. <laughs> you know, they can rip your head off while like mm-hmm. thinking about it. And so they brought they gave us a tour of their, you know, so we got to sit in the Humvees and hold 50 caliber rifles and wear their flak jackets. And how much do those flak jackets weigh? You pretty, like 30 pounds or something Standing like that? in the heat and those things oh, all day. Yeah, absolutely, man. Oh, sat in the turrets and all that stuff. And they were super cool. The guys were really nice. And they're like, all right, so we'll see you at the show eight o'clock. I'm like, oh, we can't go to the show. We can't go to the show. It's right. we're on, we're on call twin. And so, we're like, well, what time's your uh, what time's your last patrol get in? And we're like, seven p.m. It's like, all right, we'll be back at seven o five. We'll do a show for you guys. And so we went back at seven o five. The last Humvee had pulled in. They're sitting up in their turrets, mm-hmm. sitting over their guns. I put together like a pile of two by fours and made a stage. And we did a show for these guys for like 25 minutes, 30 minutes. It was great. Yeah, you, oh, just, did it on, it. you just made that call on your own. Just made that call on our own. It was, they were. They said sure. We got authorized, so we didn't get shot. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Came back. It was my. Fa- Might have been my favorite show of all year. Uh, it was great. so much fun. It was so, and they were, loved it. And there was one guy, you know, a lot of Christians in the military, and so there was oh. one guy who didn't like the cussing. Oh boy! So I made fun of him all night. But the Marine doesn't. The Marine like doesn't cussing? like the cussing. Oh, like, please, right? I know. Like you watch his buddy get shot, and he's going to go, "Oh, poopy." <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like the cussing. <laughs> Funny. Wow. There was a lot. It was funny. There was. I did a. I did a joke on the carrier about religion. My dad's a Southern Baptist preacher. Yeah. So I've been exploring that a lot in stand up lately. And I did a joke about which may or may not be pro Christianity, and it didn't get a big response. And, uh, and then as we're going to bed in the on the aircraft carrier, the captain comes on. You go, uh, this is your captain. Uh, here's the chaplain for the good night prayer. I'm like ah. Uh, <laughs> now yeah. I now I see why that didn't go well. <laughs> and then I was I was I was bunking with this Steve Maison, another comic who's a atheist, and so we've been talking. You know, we're talking about that joke and stuff. Steve, former guest of the show. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Steve's awesome, and, and a Navy man. Former yeah, Navy former man. Navy guy. And and the chaplain comes on over the loudspeakers like, "Oh dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for a, a, another day of freedom and and all that." And when we also thank you for the comedians who came out and entertained us. And I hear Stephen the Bunko, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, I was turning your cold atheist oh, heart, yeah, towards Jesus." <laughs> he got. I feel. I tell this story every time somebody brings this up, but Maison, and I'm telling this with, I believe, with Steve Maison's permission. Uh, he got hammered one night uh-huh. <laughs> and we, all right. So we're on Camp Luminaire in Djibouti and it's, you're only allowed two drinks and on this base because it's a Muslim nation. Well, hard to get. This, well, this is sovereign oh, U.S. US territory. Yeah. We can drink whatever we want, but is they don't, because want, there's weapons around. Them yes. Or? They don't want people, <laughs> yeah. you know, they don't want people getting drunk yeah. and starting fights and tripping so, over a hand grenade. Yeah, totally. And, uh, so we get invited to a, a chief's mess. This is the higher ups, their their kind of mess hall where they they mm. go. And I thought I didn't know what a chief's mess was, and they go, oh, it's like you know where the colonels and stuff hang out. And so we go there, and it's like underground, and it's camoed out, and there's got a full bar, and they're just all hammered, right? And I'm like, I thought you could only have two drinks on this base. And one guy goes, we don't answer to anybody on this base. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and so well, then I'll have a double. <laughs> it turns out these are. Not they're not affiliated. With, they're like special ops, but not affiliated with any branch of the military. They're not private contractors. Are they? Pri- they're private contractors. Oh, they're yeah, private contract killers. They're and uh, man, it was like five guys or seven guys just got out of Somalia. They're embedded in Somalia for eight months, just killing people. 
And uh, I found out why later. They wouldn't tell me, but that's where Al Qaeda has fled to out mm-hmm. of Afghanistan. So that's where all the head of uh, that's why we're in Somalia killing people. And uh, so Steve, when we go in there, Steve to his uh, defense says, Oh, I'm turning it up. If there's drinking, I'm turning it up. And so he gets behind the bar and just starts drinking. And we're drinking with these special ops guys. And he, uh, there's this one guy who has, you know, just big buff dude. He's got a big thick mustache. He starts calling him Tom Selleck, you know, because of this thick mustache. He's like, Hey, Tom Selleck, who wants another drink? You know, just being the, being the funny comedian or whatever, probably just pissing everybody off. And, <laughs> And towards the end of the night, he's like, they close the bar. Steve breaks open the bar. He's like, I'm buying a round for everybody. Come on. Who want Murray? You want another beer? I'm like, yeah, I'll have another beer. You want another beer? Come on. Tom Selleck, you want another beer? And he's like, no. He goes, come on, Tom Selleck. Don't be a pussy. Uh, and I saw in Tom Selleck's eyes for like two seconds, the eyes of a killer. <laughs> I'm telling you, his facial expression just was like, I'm going to kill it for like two seconds. And then he was back to smiling. Uh-huh. I'm like, Steve. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Let's get the check. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was gosh. a whole bunch of just crazy, like, man, just crazy stuff. I remember our first day at that, at that base, I saw a bunch of guys with uh, like those long hipster beards and like the part on the side, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, really? They're letting hipsters in and like, skinny jeans. And, yeah, and yeah. Like, nope, they're not hipsters. Those guys are uh, going to be embedded over in Syria. Or wherever so they get to grow Saudi Arabia, so they're growing their beards out. And right. when the when the colonel told me, that, I was like, "Oh shit, that makes sense." So I went and looked for them the next day. They were gone. Mm-hmm. They were gone. Maybe they're going to open up an artisanal uh, cheese shop. <laughs> they're going to tour with the Kings of Leon, <laughs> a, micro, a microbrewery there, and uh, they're, they're going to open one up. So that was a really that was a really eye opening experience. Being yeah. Over what, there, what did? How was your after doing these? Like, how was your opinion changed of? The military and America. Well, I'll be honest with you. It's really easy to say, and it's in stand up. You know, in stand up, whenever you say it's such a cheesy applause break when you say, "Oh, I just got back from entertaining the troops." <laughs> yeah, you automatically Yay. get applause, and it's considered a total hack move. And people yeah. usually say that when they're tanking, just so they get yeah. people on their side. <laughs> But, you know, they usually follow it up. Oh, well, I want to thank you for your service. And mm-hmm. when I first got there is, you know, people were like, oh, thank you for coming out. Oh, well, thank you for your service. And then after like a day, my, it was like, dude, be careful. <laughs> like, get home safe. All right. Thank you for all you do. Like, it didn't roll. It was, you know, I, I was guilty. It was just rolling out. Thank you for your service. But then it was, it's like, fuck, man. Because you, it's easy to say, oh, they sacrifice a lot until you see what they actually sacrifice, you know, let alone family life and entertainment. And there is one base we went to, which doesn't exist. And, uh, they had one DVD to watch house. And oddly enough, it was your, it was your, uh, standup special. <laughs> and they also have three, uh, rusty cow <laughs> CD. CD. <laughs> it was house party Two. house party Two. house party Two. couldn't no, even get the original. Couldn't even get the original. It had to go with the pajama jammy jam. And that's uh, all. I got a lot of screeners they could use. That's why I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to. I, I got a buddy who's uh, the head of a big production company who's going to help me start sending these screeners over. I'm trying to get the Writers Guild involved mm-hmm. to send because we get screeners through the unions of movies and yeah, stuff, and they okay. just go look. For the awards. Look. I'm about to throw a box of them. Away. I know. Look at my shelves over there. They're all screeners, and they're all going in the garbage. I know. But he's so, DVDs. Can't even donate them. Well, well, we're trying. We're trying is what I want to do. What I'd like to do. But yeah, so I mean, you really, you really do experience what they experience, and they. I mean, it's not like they're over there and miserable. I'm sure you know. I mean, they like what they do. You know, they, there's a reason why they do what they do, and, and they're proud and they of what they do, and they signed it, up I mean, for it. And you know, and, and like what the colonel said is, hey man, when you go on these tours, ask them questions because they're proud of what they do, and and they are, man. I got to get the inner workings of an F-16. You know, and, and watch the, you know, get inside the cockpit and look around and, and they're happy to tell me, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. You know, held, held up. I, oh, I, I bomb robots. Those robots that go into, into the, uh, looking for land, looking for landmines and bombs. I got to drive a couple of those. Oh, really? Those like are remote awesome. control car. Remote control. I'm like, you know, like a little like a lunar rover. Yeah, exactly. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a, like a little one, like from Star Wars, you know, and then yeah. there was a big one. So we're driving those around the aircraft carrier, and I'm like, has, has anybody sent one off the edge yet? It's like, nope. I'm like, Give me the controls. Let's What's do the this. Coolest piece of machinery you've ever seen on a base, like the coolest. 
thing. The piece of machinery? Or anything. Could be a weapon. Could be, uh, I don't know. I t- I t- man, being on the flight deck of an aircraft carrier, watching the planes take off from almost hand-reaching Can't distance. the wind just, like, blow you off the deck? Oh, yeah. We, we stepped behind. Last week, we stepped behind a... Uh, uh, a uh, plane turning and it, it blew me back three steps. Like a, it was like a turbo powered hairdryer. It, just, <laughs> yeah, right. it blew me back two steps, but the, you have a, you're with a, a chaperone. They're called a shooter up mm-hmm. there. They kind of direct in the traffic and they keep you, you know, in line. So you don't get your face melted off. So when planes take off, isn't there, there's a, something underneath it, right? It's like a slingshot. It's a catapult. It's a, it's catapult. a catapult. It's a steam driven catapult. Cause they have to go, I know for myself, I, I also flew onto an aircraft carrier. Ooh, that's got to be crazy. That was awesome. How do you land on an aircraft? That's supposedly the hardest thing to do. Right? You land fast. Because uh-huh. <laughs> you just go from... When they land, they have to accelerate. It. Yeah, it's called tail hooking. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, one less than 1% of the people in the world will ever tail hook onto an aircraft carrier. Mm. So it's, I actually have a plaque over there they gave me for tail hooking onto well, an aircraft so you carrier. Land- so you, you land just so there's stop a, suddenly. I there's mean, literally a hook hanging off the airplane that catches a thick wire, and they have four in case you miss mm-hmm. four wires, and it just stop. It stops you, but the pilot has to accelerate to the full extent. So if he misses the tail hook, it can take off again. Mm-hmm. So you're just. I was in a what's called a cod plane. So you sit in backwards. So you have so. Um, you have to get you know you have to brace yourself for, and it's great too because there's no loudspeaker. So the guys are in the back, you know, they got the Star Wars masks on right. and everything. We're landing at 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really yeah. now and then. Yeah, but does it jerk you back? Oh, in yeah, seat? it jerks you back. The whole the taking off part is the war, is the most jerking because you go from zero to 130 miles an hour in three seconds. Yeah, the G force is. So be it's insane. like you're, you're supposed to you're strapped completely tightly and you're supposed to hold on to your 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 seat belts and, and lean your head forward. Mm hmm. You go from zero to 130 miles an hour in three seconds, and you you have to. Break. I mean, I felt like my organs were coming out of my body. Yeah. Did you throw up? No, I thought I thought I was gonna I thought I, I was gonna I throw brought, up on yeah, the way no. over. I but might avoid, I only because the breakfast was so good at the Bahrain hotel they put us up in. <laughs> this was a you killer. Be, oh, you uh, you're being serious? Oh yeah. Oh, oh no, okay. I, I never eat breakfast. I'm a comedian. We sleep through breakfast. Right. But I also had really funky insomnia when I was over there, so I was sleeping yeah. for four hours at a time. Well, your clock is all. Yeah, and- so I'd, I'd sleep for four hours and then get up and go to the gym and then come back and sleep for an hour and then mm-hmm. go in this. The, we spent two nights in a really swank Bahrain uh, hotel. So the spread, the breakfast spread was like right. omelet bar and, you yeah. know. Western style. Oh, to- to- I ate like so many eggs Florentine. Like and <laughs> I never eat like that with cheese plates. So I, I chowed on that and then mm-hmm. I got on the cod plane to take off to the carrier. I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to throw up. Oh. And the thing is. The guy, the because they have to give the announcements like a regular airplane, but they're not a corporate airplane. Yeah. So they're like, "All right, this is how you put on the seatbelt. If you're gonna throw up, please don't. But we got a garbage bag up here." <laughs> so, and then my favorite is when he, you know they say, you know, in case of a water landing, you're gonna want to. He's like, "All right, if we end up in the water like we did on Tuesday, you're gonna <laughs> just oh, go ahead oh, and yeah. uh, do this, pull this thing, and all that." So, I they, mean, Grandma would always say that they, they, they like scaring you. Yeah. Did they do that? Did they do that to you? No, Graham Graham was in our Graham had been in some really hot zones. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thank God I wasn't in a hot apparently uh two car bombs went off a few hours after we left a base, but that was I didn't see. You know, I have friends who have just been literally bombed wow. <laughs> and shot at and yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So um thank God all the the people were being deployed elsewhere to do the fighting, and, and I wasn't around much of that, oh, so I didn't get really that scared. And I just missed like, like you know, firing the weapons because they have to test weapons. I missed it by a day. I was so bummed. Oh. You're like they hand me a fifty caliber. I'm like, let's spark it up, man. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was yesterday. Oh, can't we just do one? Can we just do one? Just once in my, I want to do a uh, off the bow. I want to shoot a flamethrower once in my life. Ooh, that would be good. That'd huh? be cool. Yeah, we had a <laughs> when I. Uh, I wrote for this uh, clip show with Bill Ingvall for uh, CMT, and we, we featured a, a kid shooting a fifty caliber rifle, sniper rifle. And uh, Did it knock him back? Oh, it like knocked him back. Him, I'm a black guy or whatever. <laughs> and so one of the jokes I wrote was, you know, this young whippersniper is oh. – uh, and we, we recorded it. It was like, 
Cut! Cut! What? We can't say that. Stop! Stop! Who wrote that? They objected to that. <laughs> they objected to the sniper. <laughs> Ah, kids and guns getting a bad rap these days. <laughs> we kid the guns and the kids and the kids and the guns. Um, so you have any more of these planned? Um, not as of right now. I think Italy will come back, but I'll do it. I'll do it again. That's where you want to go. The hell with Marine. Well, you want to go to Italy? Get I don't, the, those I don't, are your people. I don't you get some, <laughs> uh, some wine. Oh, the wine. The I'll food. look up my relatives. Yeah. Do you know I, what part of Italy, Italy they're from? Uh, outside of Naples. I think it's outside of Naples, a little town called Formia. Okay. Okay. Um, but I've been. You never. Been? No, I never been. I'm not gonna. See, I don't see. Like I was in Hawaii. I, I had three hours in Waikiki and drank a couple of mai tais. That was it. I don't get to Can, Bahrain. I, 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 <laughs> I had a night off. But where are you gonna go in Bahrain? Right. Watch the Molotov cocktails go off in the streets. But if they book your travel to say Europe and they say, okay, we're gonna fly you home, and it's like, hey, can I stay for? A few extra days and just uh, kind of... Honestly, man, you just want to get home yeah. so bad. I mean, the travel sucks. It really does, man. And you just... And, you know, since I have a That's kid... That's the theme for this travel podcast. Travel sucks, according <laughs> to Marie Valeriano. You heard it here first. The right? Travel Sucks podcast. Yeah. No, and not... everybody out there listening who loves travel, <laughs> Marie says it sucks. The, the travel. Well, the on flights. These, are, the yeah, flights. Really. on. And you have a son. You want to get home. I want to get home. I want to get home to see the sun. Oh, and he loved, like, I send him videos of the planes taking off on oh, the aircraft God. carriers and stuff like that. And he loves it. And I brought him back an aircraft carrier. And he loves it, which drives my knee-jerk left-wing Democratic wife nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you brought home a war machine. A toy <laughs> My war wife machine. is so anti-gun. It, right. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you have none of, no more of these planned. Uh, no more planned. I would, I'd, I'd go back, but I need a break. Right. You know, I don't want to try it. I, yeah, I, I well, I'll try and hook you up. I'll try and hook you. The guy who does it is, uh, he, do, he doesn't actively do it anymore. They call him. And the thing that sucks is, the first thing to go in the military is the entertainment budget. Sure. So now, I mean, we're supposed to be giving back to the troops, but the secret is we get paid for doing this. We right. don't, you know, but, and so the money's gone down a lot. I mean, sure. They pay for your travel and put there's you no up around there. It's like they either get they either low ball, the comics or they get famous people, but there's yeah, no, exactly. Like, there's no middle there's no ground. Good paying. One. Yeah. So that's why if <laughs> you know, no middle class, with the, exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's like, you know, all right, am I going to be out two weeks? I'm going to make this, yeah. you know, and, and you but, get Murray or Drew Carey. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, after, especially after seeing what these people go through, it's like I, I will do I will do them as much as I can. You know, I will do them as these guys are away from uh, their family. You know, I, I remember like how many parents are here. Three quarters. Yeah. Three quarters of the however many hundreds of people came to my show. And I'm like, oh, man, I get to see my kid in three days. You don't get to see your kid for another eight months. Right. You know? So me complaining about a stay-at-home dad didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. I wish like, I could be a stay-at-home dad. They're just like, boo-hoo. <laughs> tired of seeing your kid all day? <laughs> no, they were really, really, really supportive. I mean, they were really fun, really supportive. The audiences are great. Mm -hmm. You know? Actually, the one audience I thought would be terrible was uh, uh, a a base that <laughs> there was a base that we were told doesn't exist. Okay. Let's, let's say it was let's say it was Camp Camp Sheboygan for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why it's in Wisconsin. Yeah, but <laughs> I was gonna say good cheese at that base. Right. So we're we're driving down the you know what highway is in you know Bahrain or whatever, and there's a big sign for Camp Sheboygan. You know, like. <laughs> Uh, hey, the camp that doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, the There's secret a, camp. We're, that's we're a big billboard. To, we're supposed to turn left up here. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to an air. We went to a. I guess it was an air force base out in the middle of uh, deep in Bahrain somewhere, and uh, and it was just all like we said earlier, young, twenty something, you know, two hundred dudes, four girls, you know. And I'm just like, oh, this is this is going to be rough. And it was a, probably the best show of the tour man i mean you know outside the the qfr one i was telling you about it, they they loved it man because they were so appreciative that somebody came out and they, you know, pretty they much just feel forgotten yeah there. get an hour and a half of not having to play cornhole <laughs> this will oh, be, be great and they were awesome they were great man it was in a little movie theater what's it, it gonna a, be like for women in a base like that you know, i'll tell you what man there everywhere you go on a base is posters that say say no to sexual assault yeah. If you see something, say something. I mean, they are really 
is sexual assault is a huge problem in the military. And uh, that's one you get your you're told and you're, outside the gates, especially in the Middle East. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. And you're told you're not allowed. You know, there's a few things you're not allowed to talk about. You're not allowed to talk about the president because that's the boss, yeah. you know. So I, I I'm it's like a frightening thought. I know coming up. I know. And the thing is, I'm like, I'm like I turned to my friend Gary last week. And I'm like, I have a couple Trump jokes. Yeah, you might to scratch those. Can I? He's not really president yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm funny, like I kept going, like I started doing bits and I'm like going down that road towards Trump. I'm like, oh shit, I got to bail. Yeah. <laughs> and I switch gears. Oh shit, I'm going towards religion. Got to bail. <laughs> so you can't talk about that. President. And, and you can't talk about sexual assault. Okay. And yeah. not to mention, I mean, really. So who, many sexual assault jokes. To, you know, what, what decent comic doesn't have a good chunk on rape, yeah. you know? So well, I mean. Cosby stuff. You can. <laughs> yeah. Oh, True. So there's that kind of stuff to stay away from. And then I, I just stay away from religion just obvious for obvious reasons, like I yeah. just said. But other than that, you're free. I mean... But it's a tough year. Just even on the cruise ships, it's tough to... You know, it's a no-win. They don't tell you don't talk about politics, but right. you can't win. You're going to piss off half the crowd. Oh, yeah. Either way you go. Yeah. So there's no, there's no big benefit. Any laugh you're going to get is not worth it. No, no. I, Unless you take the generic, all politicians are right. know, oh, yeah. thieves or liars or what, you know, and that's... We call that my dad's excuse for not yeah. voting. Yeah. <laughs> They're all the same crooked. Yeah, okay. Take no part in it. Well, at least, I mean, I think I have less restrictions on, on the military than you do on the cruise ships. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because I can, I can say whatever I want, man. So they you have know. no, like, swearing. Uh-uh. Things. I was like. Except that cousin guy. He didn't like that. Yeah, well, that you know, fuck that guy. No, you got to be, you got to, yeah, cruises, you got to be much cleaner. Oh, this, I remember uh, the, on this last one, I, I had lunch with the, the commanding officer of the ship and, and the fun boss. <laughs> and uh, the fun boss says, uh, hey, the commanding officer just wants you to know, you know, we, we did a show where there was a bunch of kids in the audience and the commanding officer just wants you to know there are no kids in this show. <laughs> and so, Wink. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And so I, that's what I opened with, you know, the commanding officer told me there are no kids in this show. So what? The? And I just yeah. opened it up and they loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You know, because you just want, you know. You, you want to get the, you got to they want to laugh and the, but you want to give them an escape too. And, you know, so you, mm -hmm. I, I write a lot of jokes about what I saw on the thing so they can laugh at, at the, at it, you know, they can laugh at the situation they're in. And I usually try to write about like five or 10 minutes up front about the base or the ship or, or something mm -hmm. like that. And you get to talk to them in terms of like, do they even know why they're there anymore? I mean, what is the plan? I mean, what are they trying to do? I mean, are they just we just policing, or are we is it still about Iraq and Afghanistan? I mean, oh I, my god, like just some blanket terrorism. We're here to stop terrorists, pretty much. I mean, that's and what it's I just like an easy, but we can find it anywhere, really, if we really look. I mean, here here's the scariest thing that happened to me. Yes, about scariest. Here's the scariest thing that happened to me in in Djibouti. Uh, you know, when you go when you go to entertain these guys you you get the vip treatment you get tours all over. like i said yeah. i was in the qrf i was in the f16s i went to the medical center jeez i was boring yeah <laughs> um but every time we go we would go to a different outpost or, or, or section or, or platoon or whatever they would say oh sorry uh, the first one was like, sorry, you know, we can't go tonight. We're on high alert because of things going on in Syria. I'm like, okay, no problem. Then we go to the next one. He's like, oh, sorry, we can't come to the show. We're high alert, you know, with everything going on in Somalia. And the next one, sorry, we can't, you know, with everything going on in Libya. And then the next one, sorry, we can't with everything going on in North Korea. Like different countries. For, and it was like, fuck, man. Yeah. We are we're everywhere and we're, we, are, we are the world's police, man. And it's just – and I tried to figure – like – they wouldn't tell. Like I'm like so. Uh, we, when we went to tour the F-16s, these guys are they're literally they're on the set. They have the satellite phone with them at all times. They're dressed. They're ready to scramble and take off and go drop these bombs. Yeah. And they're and, and I'm like so. Where are you going? I can't tell you. Like when are you going? I can't tell you. <laughs> How long does it take you to get off the ground? I can't tell you. But do you get a sense that I mean, can they? Do they think it's working? I mean, is there progress being made in some way? Do they? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they would admit it. If yeah, it I don't. But. You know, I don't. I don't know. I try to. I guess I try to avoid talking I know, but about you gotta that. Hope that. If I'm there, you, you just want to know that you're making the difference in some way. Yeah. You know, if, if it's just endless, I mean, we could be doing this for the next. Oh, I well, we have been doing. It this. is endless. <laughs> it I mean, is it, endless. It doesn't. I mean, I just. I don't, I think there's a lot of. Uh, 
maybe propaganda is the wrong word, but there's a lot of cheerleading that goes on. I remember well, it the, has to be, or else they're you know you don't keep their morale and at least give them the impression that they're doing the right thing. Yeah, you know, like with the loudspeakers with the curls, like you know, good morning, looks like a great day for freedom out there. Let's go out and you know defend democracy and spread it throughout the country, the world. And so there's a lot of cheerleading and stuff like that. I don't, I really didn't get into it. If for people who think they're, they're you know, a handful of guys I talked to, you know, were like, yeah, man, I love my country and I love God. And I want to, I want to, I want to defend this country. It's a, it's a great country, you know, at least God's involved. Yeah. At least God's involved. God loves this country. So oh, sure. why not? He hates the other ones. Oh, every one of them, <laughs> except his chosen people, Israel. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> Your guys, your people. Yeah, uh, hey, yeah, I, but I don't know. I mean, again, you don't want to get. What do you want to do? You want to have a Thanksgiving family political discussion in, yeah, in, while I these mean. guys I are getting shot at? Brother, too. You, you know, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I see you once a year. We're going to argue about tax reform. Yeah. You know, let's just get through the dinner. And this is this is the way I approach it. These people have volunteered to serve this country, and I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I am not for their reasoning. They're I consider they're better people than I am because I I, I didn't do it, and so I don't. For whatever their reasoning is, I, I don't question it. I'm glad they do it, and uh, I, I'll entertain them if I can. You know, I'm not going to get into a huge political discussion about it. No, no, that's not the not the place. Yeah, if you wanted to do it, you could always turn the gig down. Yeah, it's you know, true. It's like and plus that's the I, only power we have as <laughs> comics and entertainers is to say no. But again, I'm not nobody. Nobody. You know, I don't think anybody joined joins the military. I'm sure they're joining for the wrong reasons. But nobody. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to. I don't know. I don't know, but I didn't make you. Was there ever a part of you that you saw them and just like, oh, I wonder if I could have done this? Oh, absolutely. That's the other thing. Wonder I if I should have, or wonder if I should have. I listen. I tell you what. Every ex-military guy I know has amazing discipline, and I, I if I would have done it, if I had another chance, I'd probably join again. When well, if I did it again, on apparently can't uh, hold his booze. No, can't and naps all the time. <laughs> the guy naps all the time. Well, he was Navy. What do you want? Oh yeah, yeah. He was on a submarine. Oh, that sounds awful. Oh, submarine. Submarines are terrible. They do. What do we they talked about that with Maison when oh, yeah. he was on the show? But just like it just sounds like my nightmare. What are they, what are they trapped in that inner tube under the water for oh. for months? And they call it what? Are they, sleep rotation? What do they call it? I forget. Where you sleep for four hours, and then you get up, and I climb in your bed, and I sleep Ugh. for four hours. Then I get up, then the guy behind me sleeps for four hours. Oh, it's awful. It sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, right. Imagine doing a, a a show on that and then bombing and then have to live in that tube with those guys oh. for two nights. <laughs> I don't even want to go to the cruise buffet and see him. Oh, that's and the other thing. Share a bed. That's the other thing, man. When you're getting these tours and you're and you're and you're looking at what these people put up with and the shit they're dealing with, you're like, oh my god, I got to put on a good show tonight. <laughs> you know? Oh my god, I'm gonna feel, I'm gonna feel really did. bad if I tank, man. <laughs> These guys are putting up so much. <laughs> There's a bad show, and you get to go back and sleep on a, on a for four hours on a rock. <laughs> oh man, well, that last uh, in a shipping container. That uh, the last carrier I was on the Stennis this past week, choppy, choppy waters, oh, man. I, the I'm first gonna... one on the Gulf was. Smooth. It was. I remember looking out. It was glassy. It was like conditions I would want if I was surfing, if there were waves. But this was like they said the day before waves were coming over the bow of the carrier. Oh, like that's huge, man! Oh, what a heave, my guts! Oh, and you're just walking, stumbling around. You laying in bed. You feel like you're gonna roll off the cot, off the top bunk. We had to do bunk beds. I never served, but all the uh, of all the branches. No way, Navy for me. That would be the last one on my list. The right? last. Just me and boats have a long, sordid history. How do you not get sick on the cruise ships? There's, they're not. Uh, there's a couple nights where I've only had a few nights where it was kind of like rocky, and then you just kind of uh-huh. like, you know what? I'm just going to stay in the room tonight and right. kind of chill. And I never really had to take uh, Dramamine or anything like okay. that. For that. I mean, they're, they're so big. Sure. Then, especially in Alaska, too, where it's just like once you get within the between the islands and the channels and stuff, it's like a lake. Oh, OK. But once you're out in open sea, there's a couple nights that I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, think about the size of an aircraft carrier and think about that. And thing was, that's rocking. Back that thing was rocking. That's man. a rough one. And, and at one point, because they were way out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you're yeah. in open sea like that. Who the hell knows? At one point, there was just like this. It was like it went up and then boom. Like that, I'm like, did oh. we hit something? Like it felt like we ran over a whale or something. <laughs> did we hit a whale? Like how big is those wait to to rock an aircraft carrier, man? Oh, God, I it was. Bleh. I didn't get. I don't get sick, but it was. It was a little. Oh, I would have. I would have lost. My it was a little nerve wracking. I don't get. Yeah, I can't. Eesh. I don't get sick at all. 
All right. Well, let's. We should wrap this up. Actually, where are we at time wise? I can't read that. <laughs> it's a good pause. Oh yeah, like fifty two or something. That's probably oh, what do you usually do. That's about. This is it. That's it. Usually you fifty two at home. You do a little fifty two. Exactly. Keep it fifty two with two uh, cuts and uh, interruptions. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> we had that. We had both of those. Um, it's okay. Plug whatever you want to plug. Um, well, Where are you going to be? Where it was coming up? Two thousand seventeen. I'm going to be on the road a lot. I'm excited oh. about that. Um, Seattle, San Francisco, Portland. Off the top of my head, you can get taken to the coast. So yeah, I always Pacific North State tour. Pacific Northwest is my; <laughs> those are my people. Those are my people right I, there. I, I've never worked uh, Seattle or Port. Well, I did the Portland Comedy Fest, Bridgetown. Oh, Bridgetown's fun. That was fun, and then, uh, but I've never performed in Seattle. Uh, neither have I. And I'm doing really? yeah. is it the underground? Comedy no, I'm doing the Ace Theater. Ace Theater. I'm a theater. I'm a theater draw. Who you open it for? (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there. That was good good stuff. That was good stuff. Well, how Um, big is the Ace Theater? Oh, probably 100 seats. It's not that big. Okay, but yeah. you're you just me and Tim Lee. Yourself? Me and Tim Lee are going to do it. Is this a safari? No, no. Deal? Just Tim and my buddy Tim and I have just been touring together a lot lately. We seem to complement each other well. We're two opposite comics, and so we we tend to put on a good show. So nice. we've been doing that a lot lately. He's a good guy. He's easy to travel with. So it's just one nighter. It's uh, so a one nighter there, and then I'm doing a casino and uh, something else. I don't okay. know, but I'm pushing the Ace Theater. What time of year? When is this? Uh, between January and March. My tour poster will be up on Murray Valeriano Comedy on Facebook. <laughs> uh, hopefully within the next couple of days. Or, you know, friend me on Facebook if you can, if you want. So if you're open in that three-month window, uh, look for... Oh, Murray May somewhere. 4th. I know May 4th. Yeah, is you didn't the- give the date. That's what <laughs> I was looking for. That's the only date I know is May 4th is the Ace Theater because I just got off email okay. with her this morning. <laughs> but it'll be, wet. it'll be wet up there. Oh, yeah. It should be wet and cold and depressing. Mm-hmm. And I'll pick up a heroin Perfect for habit. comedy. Yeah, I'll pick up a heroin habit. And, uh, yeah. Brush up start on a my- band. <laughs> yeah, start a band and uh, see if the screaming trees are playing. <laughs> <laughs> is there a, what is your uh, wife who's a very successful uh, costume Hold on, I'm not done plugging myself yet. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I was going to say you would you do this in shifts, right? If she's working on oh, a film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do this in shifts. You stay back here or sometimes you join her. Like you lived in we talked about it last time when you were there, you lived in Canada. Oh, yeah, I was up in Okotoks. You hated it. It was awful. <laughs> it was terrible. You lived in New York for a few months. Awful. What terrible. You were right in the city. It was yeah, I was right in the city with a one month old. Oh yeah. So it was like I didn't a lot get of comedy to, clubs though. Yeah, I couldn't work at all. Oh. I couldn't work at all. But I'm ready to go back to New York. I love. I, well, New York's always been my favorite city. I grew up in the shadow of it. I loved right. it. But you know, it was just miserable with it. I, I'm assuming I could be anywhere and I'd be miserable with a one month old. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> True. But now he's in school. And you don't want to take him out of school. Yeah. So we we actually might. There's. There's talk of going somewhere over the summer. We have to sit down and talk about it. Um, but the good thing about that is I know now – I learned the hard way. I know now to book stuff to know where she's going as opposed to, oh, when I get there, I'll just book stuff. Yeah. Uh, now I know to, okay, if I'm going to New York, I'll, I'll call Gotham. I'll call Levitt. I'll call all that you know, months out and book weekends that way and, and stuff like that. I made the mistake of last time. I'll just book it when I get there. And then, especially if we go like yeah. middle America, where it's road country, right? And they, oh, they've, go, been, oh, well, they've been booked for six months. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> just six months from now. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but I'm here now. Yeah, yeah. So I learned that the hard way. So I'll I'll be doing that. Did uh, okay. So we got the Ace Theater. We have uh, Seattle, Portland. Where else? We got the Road Stories podcast. Road Stories podcast, uh, which is a lot of fun. Mike Siegel's been on it a bunch. Yeah, um, and then you have the uh, you got a CD. I have a CD. It's called Rusty Cow. Um, it's great. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it uh, at my website, MurrayValeriano dot com. Um, or you can just listen to it for free on Spotify, and I'll get point oh seven five cents. <laughs> yeah, and you'll be surfing. I'll be point. surfing. Hopefully have tomorrow. You tried my uh, wetsuit yet. No, no, it's way too cold for that old wetsuit. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm in a four three now. I think yours is a three two. I don't even know. I think it is probably. Oh, it's so cold in Does the it water. Fit even? Have you tried? It I haven't on? tried it on. Okay, and I'm probably not going to because I know what I do in my wetsuit, and I don't want to get in what you do in your it. wetsuit. I, I don't pee in my wetsuit. What? I don't. Oh, you don't surf in the winter. Yeah. No. Oh, are you kidding? Sometimes that's the only thing that keeps you not numb. <laughs> And it is so cold out there right now. I know. That's why I don't. It, that's not fun for me. The the air is fifty one degrees and the water is sixty. So the water is actually warmer than the air. Oh, see, that doesn't sound fun. Oh, it's it, you get out. Your fingers are so numb. You can't take off your wetsuit. Seen any uh, fish? Uh, any, uh, no, I haven't dolphins, seen any. Oh, uh, dolphins seals? all the time. Dolphins, seals all the time. Whales? I haven't seen a whale in a while. 
But uh, Walker, our friend Walker and I were surfing down in uh, San Clemente and a humpback came oh, probably cool. with, within 50 yards of us. Wow. And just you know, sprayed and then his cool. tail came up and that's just... You ne- it never gets old, man. Even no. dolphins and seals, which I see every day, never get old. Love seeing man. dolphins. Oh, seeing dolphins is great. And what happened over the summer again? I was surfing, and dolphins were playing in the surf, and a dolphins, two dolphins were surfing in the wave in front of me, coming down the face. Oh, oh that wow. was just that's awesome. That's happened a few times, and it's just great. It's oh, great. One time there was a, uh, you know, I surf in kind of Venice, Santa Monica area mostly, so there was a drum circle on the beach one day, of course, <laughs> with all the hippies. As, uh, yeah, as, <laughs> and as by was, one day I mean every day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And but the the rhythm like and the, and the thumping from the beach into the water attracted I would say twenty five dolphins and they all it just, attracts them really yeah they just got into that rhythm and and it attra- and they just started playing in a circle in front of this drum circle and jumping and spinning and it was like a Sea World show but for free and they weren't abused and now those <laughs> dolphins are following fish band and the fish. All right, we got to wrap this up. All right, thank, thank you, Mike, for, for having it. me. I appreciate it. It's no. good to see you. I haven't seen you a lot lately. I know. You've been sick and uh, you've been traveling. Yeah. I know this is my first. I've been, in, uh, been on the couch for the last four days. Well, thank you for getting off the couch. Oh, thank you for having me off the couch. It's nice <laughs> to right. get off the couch. All right, Murray Valeriano, everyone. Thank you, Mike.